Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. The search for seven-year-old J.J. Vallow and his sister, 17-year-old Tylee Ryan, began at the end of November when their grandparents had been unable to reach them for a number of weeks. They called police and asked them to do a welfare check on the grandchildren. When police arrived, they talked to their mother, Lori Vallow, who told police the children were visiting friends and family out of state. Police tried to verify the information that Lori Vallow gave them. Failing at that, they went back to have another discussion about the location of the children. However, Lori Vallow was gone. That began the search for 7-year-old J.J. Vallow and 17-year-old Tylee Ryan. Nate Eaton from EastIdahoNews.com has been covering this story since its beginning. So has Ellen Killerham with CrimeOnline.com. We have both of them joining us today to get us updated on what's happening in this case. We'll start with Nate Eaton. Nate, tell me what has happened this week in the search for J.J. and Tylee. So Tuesday morning, dozens of police officers arrived at Chad Daybell's home to serve a search warrant. The warrant was to search the property. He lives on a large plot of property. You know, police went there in January and seized a bunch of electronic devices. They didn't focus so much on the yard, but this warrant this week was to focus on the yard. Chad Daybell was there at the house when the warrant was served. He went outside. Police immediately went to the backyard. We were able to get in a helicopter right away and fly over the house. And I immediately noticed that they were putting up blue canopies, some blue tarps, and they had kind of a grid area in the backyard near the fire pit. That's where they were focusing their search. And uh, within two or three hours, Chad Daybell was arrested and placed into custody. We didn't know what that was for. We just knew that he was placed into custody, and then two hours after that, they announced that human remains had been found on the property, and they were able to confirm that it was two sets of remains belonging to children, and according to family members, those remains are J.J. and Tylee, the children who have been missing since September. So those uh, remains were taken to Boise for an autopsy where an autopsy was performed yesterday to get a positive identification. And right now, Chad was arrested. He's being held in the 
in the Fremont County Jail on $1 million bond. Lori, his wife, is being held in a neighboring county, the Madison County Jail, on other charges. She hasn't been charged in connection to the death of her children uh, yet. That could be coming. But right now they're holding her on the initial charges of abandoning her children. A neighbor uh, who has lived uh, across from the Daybell residence for many years uh, noted that there were a couple of big bonfires last fall and then a couple more bonfires in the past few months uh, on the property. So it sounded to me like he was indicating that having bonfires out there was not a regular occurrence and had just started in the fall and then again in the spring. Is is that a true assessment of what was going on? That, that's for, Yeah, that's from what we understand. Chad Daybell's kids moved in with him uh, and was, were living in the house when Tammy died back in October. And the children started to use the fire pit. They, live, they do live on a large piece of property, and they did have an official fire pit back there. So, yeah, they were having fires, and this neighbor did report seeing bonfires out there. And the remains were found very uh, close to that fire pit. They haven't really seen information as far as, you know, if the children were burned or anything like that, but one could assume that something happened there. And, and right now the case is sealed. So the details of how the children died, the condition of their bodies have not been released. What we do know is that during the hearing the other day, the prosecutor said that the concealment of one of the bodies was particularly egregious. Those were his words, particularly egregious. So we do know that there must be something that was disturbing about the way one of these children died or was buried. They were able to find these bodies fast. I mean, it was in a matter of hours from the moment they served that search warrant to the moment they had the the children out of the ground. It was as if police knew exactly where to look. They didn't tear up the yard. They didn't. They didn't have holes everywhere. They went right to a specific place. And if you were to drive by that house today, you would see nothing unusual. They they put the dirt right back. It looks like a normal average backyard. So I've heard that within the past week or so, police were able to take a bunch of tiny little clues and tips and put them all together into one big solid puzzle piece and that's what led them to the house this week well that was the the one thing we noticed is that they only dug one hole just one hole and in covering these types of story from stories for many many years that just doesn't happen it was as you indicated they knew exactly where they were digging they found what they were looking for and now i do want to point out and you alluded to this earlier the confirmation of the identity of the bodies has not come from any investigatory source. The uh, medical examiner has not confirmed it. Uh, we've gotten that confirmation from the family members. And obviously, we are dealing with children. Uh, we are dealing with, I mean, it's an easy leap here. Uh, let me ask you, though, Nate, because you have been covering it. You're right there in the thick of things. Is there any chance that Chad Daybell is going to be able to raise a million dollars bail? Very, very, very unlikely. And we know that because Lori has been in jail on $1 million bail, and he has tried everything he could to get her out. And when her attorney went before a judge weeks ago for a bond hearing, it was a three-hour hearing as he pleaded with the judge to drop her bond. He was suggesting that they drop it down to 
$250,000. He said that they could afford $250,000 to get her out. Chad has not been working. He has no income coming in. His books have not been selling. And so he doesn't really have any money. If he didn't have enough money to bail her out, I don't think they have enough money to bail him out. Now, he does have different circumstances. He has an extended family, several brothers and sisters. He has parents, so they may be able to raise the funds, although his uh, family has issued statements within the past few days expressing their sorrow and heartbreak for the, the remains that were found in the yard. So it's unclear right now who's standing by him, but we do know that he, he has not been released from jail. And you've got to think that if additional charges come in the next week or so, once the ME does positively ID these children and they're able to move forward on more serious charges, that bond amount may be raised even higher. CrimeOnline.com investigative journalist uh, Ellen Keller and joining us. Ellen, what have you heard about the bail amount and how other family members are responding to the recent turn of events with regard to Chad Daybell? The fact that the judge ordered him held on $1 million bail at the prosecutor's recommendation, even though the charges that he's currently facing at this moment don't carry that stiff of a penalty, indicates that the judge understands there is something further coming down the pike. So I don't think that we need to worry at all at this point about Chad Daybell being released. I think that he's going to stay in custody, and obviously Lori is too. Now, you have been interviewing and talking with many people surrounding the story and people in the area. What have you uncovered recently about Chad Daybell and his wife, who passed away in October, Tammy? I have been speaking to someone who's a YouTuber by the name of Tyson Draper, who's who we've worked with before um, on the Suzanne Morphy case. He is on the ground there right now, and he went to the he went to Chad Daybell's home yesterday. He had a brief conversation with Garth, who is one of Chad Daybell's son, and he has that on video. We're going to have that up on Crime Online very shortly. He also spoke to Emma Daybell. Um, well, actually, her, her, sorry, her married name is Murray. Um, he spoke to her. He did not record that conversation, but he relayed to me what she said to him. It wasn't a whole lot, but the impression that Tyson says that he got from her is that she had really been wanting to support her father and believing her father. And he says that he got the sense from her that her position has very much changed. One detail that might be incidental, might not be, is that Emma is actually moving into that home. She, up until this week, she lived across the street with her husband and their and their child or children. I'm not sure if they have one or more than one. And she is now moving into the home. So Chad Daybell and the other adult, young adult children that were living in that home that was raided this week have already moved out. And the family says that this was in the works. So that's, and, but I haven't been able to get any answers on where was, where did Chad Daybell plan to move? Where was he going? And did the decision to move from that property have anything to do with this investigation? All right. So there was already a plan in the works for them to leave the house, which explains why we saw furniture and other things being taken out the next day. That's right. The very next day. And I'll admit, when I, when I saw the families saying that this was already planned, I thought that the timing was really coincidental. <laughs> it, was kind of, it was kind of tough to not link it 
to what's been going on in the home. But this person who spoke to Emma said that this is already this is already on the way, and she and she is actually planning on moving into the house. So the house is staying staying in the family. But I'm very curious to know where Ch- Chad Daybell was planning on going. I know everybody's a little bit different on this, but uh, to be honest, I don't think I would want to live in a home uh, that was party to having bodies of children in the yard, you know, right by where they were having bonfires. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if it's true that this was already in the works, it is, I would love to know. I'd love to speak to her myself. I would love to know if, if his daughter is having any different thoughts about this now. Nate, back to you, uh, eastidahonews.com, Nate Eaton. What was the general mood before the remains were recovered? Did people think that the children were being hidden and that we would find them alive and well? Or was there a general thought that we were looking for remains? I think that most people did not believe the children were alive. But the manner in which they were found and the manner in which they were killed or or died, it is just heartbreaking. Here you have Chad Daybell walking out the back door of his house every day, and yards away there are children buried underneath the dirt. I don't know how any parent can function knowing that. We, We ran into them in Hawaii in January, and going back and watching that interview now to me is is chilling. Because I, I said to them, where are your children? Did you do something to your children? And they've got a, uh, you know, they seem to not have a care in the world as we're walking. Knowing that they're buried in his backyard and they know this while they're on the island of Kauai, it, it just is, is so disturbing. I, I was at, outside the house all day yesterday and people were just driving by to look and, and several people stopped and just broke down sobbing. One woman had one of Chad Daybell's book and she said, I came to burn it, but she didn't want to do it there. She's just like, I want to get rid of this book. Uh, There's flowers, you know, taped to his fence. There's teddy bears, there's signs, there's been vigils. There's one tonight, there's memorials. So not a lot of people in our community knew these kids. They, they moved here fast. Then they disappeared fast. Uh, They, they didn't have, friends. They didn't have associates. They didn't go to the local church, nothing like that. But the community has come to embrace and love these kids. And and I think it, it's just such a sorrowful way in which they are found. On the other hand, it's nice to know that they have been found, that in five, ten years, we're not saying, I wonder whatever happened to those kids, that there is some sort of closure. The sheriff described it as a wonderfully sad day. It's wonderful that there's some bit of resolution. It's very sad in the way that it was resolved. We know the one thing that continues um, to play in my head over and over is that they've got Chad Daybell in jail, million dollars bond, and not accused of murder here. He's not accused of killing the children at this point. And as Joe Scott Morgan has pointed out on the program, that in reality, oftentimes, the charge of uh, abuse of a corpse is oftentimes in many states a misdemeanor. But the prosecutor said, Rob Wood said, that it was so egregious that that if the facts come out about what happened to these children, at least one of them in particular, that it would give Chad Daybell the incentive to flee. That's the part I can't quite get over. 
I think he was concerning to him uh, that Chad could take off. Uh, I don't know where he'd go. He does have family down in Utah in a neighboring state. And I think that they just want to be sure that Chad does not leave. The other question people have raised is, could Chad potentially take his life now, knowing that the walls are closing in, that he is now going to have to face some realities when in the past it seems as if they've been living on their own planet in a way. And we know that his religious beliefs uh, speak to that. That, that he believes he's a god, that Lori was a goddess, that they are to lead the 144,000 and prepare them for the second coming of Christ, that the world will end in a month on July 22nd. And so one would think that maybe he thinks, well, we'll just wait it out and things will end. And then when that doesn't happen, he'll have a new reality to face. So I think that they just want to be sure that he stays behind bars until he can go before the judge and go before the jury and and possibly, you know, face the charges. The one question in all of this that we still don't have the answer to is his wife's death, Tammy. Uh, we are still awaiting those autopsy results. I imagine that will be coming here in the next few weeks. That's the one piece of this puzzle that still is open. And the uh, anyway, I, I think that that will be interesting. And he could face additional charges for that as well. And then you've got the cases in Arizona concerning Charles's shooting and Alex's death. They did find that Alex died of a blood clot in his lung, but police were quick to note that their investigation into that death is not over. So this case is far from over, despite the big break that came this week. Just amazing. Thank you, Nate. That's Nate Eaton with EastIdahoNews.com. Also, special thanks to Ellen Kellerin from CrimeOnline.com. I'm Dave Mack. Thanks for joining us. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.